Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Dance Pants Radio, Country Roads, trade me home to the place that's not Geelong. West Coast Eagles. No, Tim Kelly, you're staying. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusha. Boys, How Goods Trade Week. Well, <sighs> Trade week and a half? Ten trade, days. Yeah, ten days. Mm. How Goods Trade Ten. No, that doesn't work. That's Trade Days. Mm. Trend Days. Trade 10. You've invented a new language. Actually, <laughs> it already exists, just trade period. <laughs> yeah. How good is the trade period? Fucked. Yeah. Actually, can we rephrase the question, Sean? Mm-hmm. How good is the last 10 minutes of the trade period? I was listening to it on the radio and it was frantic. It was good. Apparently, there was like seven or eight trades done in the last 20 minutes. Well, yeah, it's everyone trying not to blink. and just like trying to, you know. And then Peter Bell made up for all the blinking he didn't do by just blinking furiously for the last day. Well, it was West Coast thinking Geelong's going to blink. Geelong's going to blink. And Geelong just went, no, nah, get fucked. They they just said, we we will trade him, but we want your future first round pick. They just wanted to keep Tim Kelly. Yeah. Stephen Miles was like, we're in the business of winning premierships and business is not going well. <laughs> and we need business to boom. Mm. So we need to keep Kelly. Yeah. He even said like in the in the interview after, so spoiler alert, Kelly didn't get back to West Coast because oh. Geelong said, you didn't give us what we wanted. Well, there's three things that happened that I think we should probably just cover because that all happened very late since our last episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Impacting all three of our teams. In fact, this trade period for us has been good for me, mixed for you, Tom. No, no, it's good for me. No, no, I didn't no, no, lose no, anything. No. Mixed. We'll get into that later. Oh, I like mixed of luckies, though. They're my favorite. And mm. bad for Sean, who got stabbed in the back in the last couple of days of the trade period. Are you okay, mate? If you'd put a microphone in front of me <laughs> when the deadline ended, I think I would have broken the internet. <laughs> I'm just trying to see. But if- I've had a week to, like... Calm, Calm down. down. Do I have messages from you from last Wednesday that I can have a look at? And get over the betrayal. Um, I can't remember what I said. Well, I've got I probably two me- disappeared for a while. I've got two messages that you didn't disappear, which made it better. Oh, I've got two messages fuck. from our group chat that I think um, sum it up. So again, Dylan Shield ended up at Essendon. Tim Kelly didn't leave Geelong. No. Dane Beams went home to Collingwood. <laughs> but Lockie mm. Neal got to Brisbane. Shut up, Tom. And uh, after that trade got finalised, very, very soon after, within five minutes. Not even. We got two messages from Sean. <clears throat> message one, fuck beams. <laughs> message two, which may be my favourite message anyone's ever sent me. <laughs> Absolute biggest dog in Australia since that one that ate the baby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair. I stand by it. It's true, <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> Where was Dane Beams on the night that, that baby went missing? <laughs> Whoa. Just saying. <laughs> foil hat. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, Dane Beams, yeah. professional athlete. <laughs> Dingo on the side. <laughs> Dane, Dane Beams. Dane, Dane, Dane Beams took my baby. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, that's on his resume. Dingo on the side. <laughs> Are you a full-time Dingo? No, no, no. Just, <laughs> no, 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 no. Just dabble. <laughs> oh. 
a jack of all dingoes and a master of none. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was big. It was big. I wonder if a dingo is any any of the hundred tattoos that he has on his arms. No, but mm. buried in them, like a magic eye puzzle, is send me back to Collingwood in 2019. Yeah, next to the knife that he used to jam into my back. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fuck. So which one of these big... We can start with the Dylan Shield one because that was a very straightforward thing. Mm. He got interviewed by a bunch of teams who all said, we want you. We've discussed this in an earlier episode. Uh, yeah. Carlton flew him off to, to Noosa on a p- private jet. Uh, Essendon took him to a cafe and were like... Here's five players who are just going to have a coffee with you and discuss where Essendon's going in the future. Yep. Here's where they're going. To the Premiership. <laughs> and Dylan Shield was like, I've thought about all of these offers and uh, I'm coming. <laughs> have you that's, watched that's, that video? That's the best video. Yeah. Oh, it's great. When when he's in that video, when he says, I'm coming, were you as well? Yes, I was. <laughs> Still am. It's been a long and painful week. <laughs> Seriously, I need help. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm very dehydrated. What I love though mm. is I just like to imagine all the approaches the other clubs made. So like the SNM one that you went for a coffee, grassroots approach. We're good blokes. You're a good bloke. Come play for us. Carlton did the Carlton. Hawthorne, I imagine it was like a Clarkson. That was their pitch. They wouldn't say. It. I bet you they just had one word. They just go. They shake his hand and go Clarko. And he's supposed to just be like, oh, all right, oh, but interesting. I consider that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he would have. I reckon Hawthorne probably would have been second, right? I reckon. I well, no. I think it was. I think the it was Carlton, Carlton money and Essendon was, was big. Carlton, it was huge. Yeah, because he he's taking a pay cut to come to Essendon. Where yeah, that's what you do when you want him in a premiership. Well, if it. he had gone to Carlton, it would have been a pay rise. Oh, oh hell huge, yeah. massive, most money in the game by a player ever in the history of AFL. I don't think it would have been that big, but it would have been big. It would have been Warwick Kappa money. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Um. But basically, in the last like, so it got to the final day of trade period. The deal still hadn't been finalized. Essendon had gone to. Uh, Great Western Sydney with their offer. Pick Great nine? S- pick nine and a future of round two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Great Western Sydney were like, no, two first round offers or nothing. We will happily keep Dylan Shield. Well, because uh, they'd cleared enough. They lost so many players, the Giants, that yeah. they could actually afford to keep Shield next year. They're in a lot of trouble. Yeah, they we'll don't have- to them. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> okay. God. Look out, Great Western Sydney. <laughs> we're going to get to you yeah. later. <laughs> Yeah, it got to the last day, and then Carlton were like, well, if Essendon are going to fuck around. Well, Dusha, um, Stephen Silvani, the list manager for Carlton. Sauce. Sauce was sniffing around oh, right sniff- up until the deadline. Yeah, and there well- was talk that Shield. this is all speculation from the likes of Damien Barrett, that Shield had communicated. Had, yeah, um, um, Old mate Kane Corns. Shield had communicated to Carlton that if it couldn't happen at Essendon, he's happy to do the Carlton, Carlton. yeah. Carlton were offering their first pick next year, which is probably still likely to be a top three pick. Yeah, because yeah. they're a garbage club. Mm, yeah. And that's that would have been at least somewhat interesting to Dylan Shield because, again, he's a Carlton supporter, loves Chris Judd. But, yeah, um, Kane Corns tweeted, uh, Sauce is marching around the trade hall. or trade well, Because the- he'd left. The, idea, the theory was that he'd left and then he'd come back and they were like, fuck, something's on here. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, King Kwan's like, he's a man on a mission. I would have been like bowled over if I stood in front of him. And the first response to the tweet was, do us a favor and stand in front of him next time. <laughs> but it. also, the fact that he's like, that is a really dumb observation. Like, Sean, yes. if you were walking somewhere and I stood in front of you, mm. you no know, odds are that if you were walking quick enough, you'd bowl me over even if you weren't a man on a mission <laughs> just because I was in the way. Yeah, that's that's how life works. That okay. is, you know, you get in the way of life, it knocks you on your ass. Yep, that's right. Wish someone fucking knocked cane corns on his ass. Oh, now, he had some interesting insights, I thought, this trade period. What were they? Ooh, challenge. <laughs> I don't know. Well, actually, no, to be fair, he, uh, he was very supportive of Geelong not backing down. Mm. What did um, I say to you the other day? that I'm starting to come around a little bit when it comes to uh, enemy of the show, Kane Corns. Because, Dusha, I think Kano went big at the start of the year and made a bunch of dumb calls to get his name out there. Yep. But now that he's entrenched in the AFL media, he doesn't annoy me as much as some of the others because he doesn't do the the digging through the bins. Um, Tom Brown know, style. Breaking news. He's more just, this is my opinion. Most of the time, it's dumb, but this is my opinion. Yeah. So yeah. you can kind of, I can respect and him a little bit because of that. He also takes callers. That's it. I've heard him on the radio. He's got his own little show and he takes calls. And people call up and go, Kane, you're wrong. You're an idiot. 
And he's like, well, I'm happy to have the debate. And he talks about it. You know, Damien Barrett, I don't see him on a radio show taking callers. And Tom he's a coward. Tom, Tom Brown's stuck behind those sources. Stuck, stuck in the garbage bin trying to listen to some whispers. That's oh. what he does. Was it... You were telling me the story about how he had a breaking story and they had to ask him where his source was and was it his girlfriend? No, his sister. So, he was breaking some story and nobody else was. So, Eddie Maguire confronted him about it and said, come on, mate, what's your source? And he said, my sister works at a building across from where the meeting was happening. She called me and I ran down there. And that's how he did it. But I also heard a thing. I don't know if this is true, but I heard that there were two people having a conversation and they actually found him in inside a rubbish bin next to their conversation trying to listen in. They found him in the bin. That's, that's where he yeah. belongs. That's where he belongs. Hey, but no, K-Corns and a few others were reporting that if, if sauces come back, Chill's going to go to Carlton. It was a big possibility. Were you worried, Dusha? Yes, because I thought that... So, our trade manager, as I mentioned before, famously, piece of shit, hard to work with. Stubborn man. Stubborn. Uh, not piece of shit isn't like... I'm sure as a human being, he's fine. Yeah. But he's very stubborn. He is hard to work with if you don't meet his deal. Like... I wouldn't have been too shocked if we cooked it by not offering enough and then just didn't back down on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we, d- yeah. So I spent, I was The official term for that, I think, is called free-owing. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, basically, yeah, didn't do enough. Um, and then I thought that he would end up at Carlton or something like that. I'd be like, shit. But no, came through. Got you, boy. Mm. Surely after last season, all the praise Essendon got, Adrian Dodaro would be like, if I just keep allowing Jets to come to Essendon, people are going to praise me heaps. He's the next Stephen Wells. No. No, he's not. Because <laughs> Wells picks them out of the draft, and yeah. that's how he did it. Wells, Wells, Wells finds diamonds in the rough. Although he hasn't really had much opportunity. How would you feel working in the recruiting team at Geelong? You spend the whole year looking at all the young players, and then the club goes, you know what? We're not going to go to the draft. Yeah, but how do you feel being Stephen Wells when you realize he's pulled out some absolute rippers, and he's he hasn't had a pick in the top 20 for years? Except for Cockatoo. Cockatoo's the last first round pick we've had. Yeah. Hawthorne are in a similar boat. They oh, well, we get a Ryan Burton was year. their guy. Yeah, yeah. And um, he's now gone. Speaking of um, draft periods and boards and stuff like that, did you guys see that Adrian Dodaro <laughs> yeah. took a photo with Dylan Shield and they had like their plans for the draft on the wall behind them? Yeah. Everyone was like, oh, you're Essendon idiots. And then people were like, our first pick is 32. Yeah. You like, can't read it anyway. Yeah, oh, it's blurry. Some people claim that they could, but also, yeah. like, even if you could read it. A lot of it is him writing down where he thinks players will go. Yeah. And the ones that were legible were like, Sam Walsh, pick one. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's like, oh, what a surprise. The number one pick that everyone is saying is the number one pick. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You got Dylan Shield, mate. Yeah, we do. Oh, that midfield is looking juicy. It sure is. <laughs> Does he have to shave down, though? Look, we'll see how he goes round one. Then we'll, we'll uh, recess. Yeah, you it. guys were keen on Scully too. Look, it seemed like we were just like, mm. well, actually, considering the fucking deal that Hawthorne got, mm. fuck, we probably could have afforded him and Shield. Do you know? Apparently, Scully was originally going to be a first round future pick. Then they did a medical. Then Hawthorne did a medical. Went back to JWS and went, get fucked. His ankles don't work. Mm. And they went, no, 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 he's fine. He's fine. He's like, this X-ray shows. See this bit here? It looks like a snail that's been smooshed into another snail. Yep. That's a snail that actually got stuck in the X-ray machine. But behind that, there's no ankle. It's gone. It shattered. It disappeared. It exited. Tom Scully has no ankles. It was a salary dump too, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because he'd be on a fair bit of money. Well, not as much. He's taking a pay cut. So, you know, he went up there for like a million a season or whatever. But then I think he's on about 500. Oh, that's a oh, big pay cut. Or five or 600. Yeah, he took a big cut because they had to fit everybody in. Because then you hear like, so Will Setterfield. Went to Carlton, yeah, from yep. GWS. Yep. Former now, was he pick? contracted? Yep. Because they were saying something like, this is a kid, he's been in the system two years, he's played two games, and his contract is 400 a year. At Carlton? At GWS. Well, they picked him as, apparently he was- He was a, an academy kid. I think they picked him pick five. He was number five, yeah. And an absolute jet, and yep. then a knee injury and an ankle injury stuffed yep. him up. I was talking to my brother about Scully's injury and saying, oh, he'll be right. You know, the Hawthorne Medico guys are brilliant. They did the same thing to Burgoyne. Look at O'Meara. Like, Medical guys going to Carlton. Well, that's what that's what I said. Can they still do it? And Jacob's like, no, they've been exposed to. And whoever the guy at the Giants is, is garbage. Well, yeah, clearly. Like, they need to get rid of him. Fucking hell. That's, kill- that's cost them premiers. You don't take your Ferrari to the fucking guy who puts subwoofers in the back of Holden Astra's. Mm. 
Yeah. Good no, analogy. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That bloody works. But if you look at Setterfield's 400,000 contract, that sort of is like, to me, that's an argument for why something like the Cola should exist because they have to pay overs to keep these players. And Gold Coast would be the same. Brisbane are the same. Well, but the Cola, the Cola was separate from the player payments as well. But this is the thing. The Cola is a non-factor in any trade. Oh, people still bring it up and it's infuriating. They well, go, you paid Buddy with Cola. Literally every contracted player had 10% added to their contract for Cola. That's yep. what it was, you dumb fucks. What the Giants should have done in the trade period, though. Mm. Yes, yes, they've spread all this salary cap and blah, 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 blah. Fuck Cola off. They needed to trade in a better fitness coach because that's where all the problems are. Multiple knee injuries to multiple guys, multiple ankle, ankle injuries to multiple guys, and apparently Scully's ankle injury just isn't healing as fast as GWS were claiming it was. They were saying that mm. there's an outside chance he'll come back for finals, and Hawthorne took one look at him and were like, there's an outside chance he'll play middle of next year. Yeah. Oof. But fixing the fitness boss at that club doesn't fix the club. It doesn't fix the problem of they, Wonder if they need having- to pay overs to keep players hey weird question that i realize i don't actually know the answer to when a player breaks contract what are the consequences fucking nothing mate nothing i thought that's what happens nothing <laughs> uh sean has uh, anyone recently broken contract with you that you're a bit upset about that's potentially a contract that was weighted so that uh oh, dane beams <laughs> right gentlemen yes dane beams came to brisbane yep. four years ago signed yep. a six-year deal yep as you have to do when you're a northern club and you're battling, you uh, front-end the fuck out of these contracts. So, Dane Beams would have been getting something in the vicinity of $1.4 million a year Jeez. in the first four seasons. That is. And then Brisbane benefit in the back half of his contract because we're like, we've got this gun player and now we've front-ended it. So, yep. now when the team's better and we need to pay other people, Dane Beams goes down to about seven hundred dollars yep. per season. What Dane Beams has done is taken that money and said, I'm a sook, I want to go home, and Again. he's back at Collingwood. It's just gross. When I say home, I mean not home, not his home state, just back to where his family live, I suppose. I, to disgrace Tom, think <laughs> Dane Beams <sighs> is one of the biggest TCs in the game. Oh, just to add salt to the wound, how did you feel about his uh, video he recorded for <laughs> Collingwood? <laughs> so, <laughs> most players... Uh, fuck, Chad Wingard yeah. is a perfect example. Yes. Big post. He got traded from Port. He had a big post on his social media about how he was super grateful to everything Port Adelaide had done. Super happy to have spent time at Port yep. Adelaide. No the hard tra- feelings. No hard Port. feelings. Yeah, 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 we respected them. It's a great club. Love yep. playing there. Yep. Everyone was like, well done, Chad. And then posted a photo of him in his Hawthorne Guernsey like the next day. Yep. Talking about, I'm a hawk now. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dane Beams, uh, he did something similar, except he skipped the first part and then just recorded a video being like, so glad to be back at the Magpies, love Collingwood, love being here. No mention of Brisbane. The next day he did though, didn't he, Sean? He mentioned Brisbane the next day, right? Boys. Sean. I want to preface this by saying that I wish Dane Beams and his family well. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I mean them no ill, Will. Yep. Good luck to them. Yep. In their new environment. Dane Beams. You are the biggest TC in the history of the AFL. Don't fucking get in your Collingwood polo shirt seconds after the deal goes through and post a video to their website and then do a fucking Instagram, a big write-up about how I can't wait to play. My heart's always been with Collingwood. I just love yous. Get fucked, you tattooed cunt. Ah, I'm sorry. He makes me so angry. Post to the Brisbane fans first and say, I'm... I know a lot of you won't understand, and I'm really sorry that I've let you down, but I've done this. Um, uh, first and foremost, I'm looking after my family, yada, yada, yada. Do the Brisbane one first. 24 hours passed before he did the Collingwood. Like, he did the Collingwood one. The next day, I'm still waiting. I'm disgusted. And then he sure. does a little Instagram post. Do a video, you fuck. He's <laughs> a piece of shit. I'm really quite angry about this. I know we've got to tiptoe around the mental health aspect, and I know that's a big factor here in him wanting to go back home. And, uh, like, I... Honestly, I do. I wish them well. I just think it's been handled so poorly. I honestly think him and his manager are the biggest pieces of shit in the game because they played it through the media. At no point did Dane Beams ever officially come out and request a trade. It was always like, if this can happen, we'll let it happen. Comes out at the best and fairest a month and a half ago, six, whenever it was, and says, I love you boys. I'm going to see out my contract. 
blah, blah, blah. He's saying that, but behind the scenes, his manager is working the angle. And they played it beautifully in the media, and they sucked Damian Barrett and Tom Brown and fucking Scoop McClure and all those dickheads in. Caroline Wilson. Caro is had a huge shot at him. My hero. <laughs> she is so maligned, and people, honestly, 90% of the people who don't like Caroline Wilson are sexist fuckwits. She is one of the best journalists in the AFL. She is. And she was spot on with this, and Dane Beams had a go at her, and he should fucking call her up and apologize, the dickhead. But first, apologize to me. <laughs> and to well, Brisbane. He doesn't apologize. He's just now, been like, oh, no, you won't understand, but uh, yeah, nah, yeah, I had to decide for my kids. Fuck off, you coward. Has it come out how much he's earning at Collingwood? I don't he'd imagine be earning, He'd be earning fuck I don't imagine it's a huge contract. I reckon he'd probably be on. They were they were planning to get Stephen May, so they have probably 700 or so and to Lynch. play with. Bear in mind, it doesn't really matter for Dane Beams because he's already fucking cashed in for four years. <laughs> One of those seasons, he was injured. Another half a season, he was injured. Fuck me. It's just, it's honestly, you asked about consequences with breaking contracts. There should be. Yeah. It should be, they should pay back Brisbane some money. Collingwood, even in the fucking trade, should have sent us one of their players and paid for that deal for two years or some shit. Because Brisbane didn't want a player, though. Brisbane, they, they categorically said they didn't want a player. Well, because Collingwood weren't offering anything good. They were going to offer someone who they might delist, basically. It's kind of like, it's just... <laughs> Brisbane got a good deal in the end. They got two first-round picks. It doesn't fucking help you now, though, does it? When you're bringing in Lockie Neal because you think that'll complement the midfield and make us a finals contender, hopefully, as soon as next year. And then he walks out the door, got what he always wanted. Honestly, I it's... It's ah, it's infuriating. Fucking kills you. Rips the heart out of your club. You don't trust him. I don't want him there anyway. So it's not like I'm like, oh no, bring Perf- him back. Fuck off. Perfect transition. Because yeah. you wouldn't want someone playing for your team where the heart is not in the club, would you, Sean? I'm super critical of Geelong's handling of this. Yes. Yeah, so because- that brings me to the Tim Kelly situation. I don't Tom. understand what you're talking about. He's staying. You had to trade him. Nah. In fact, it's borderline disgraceful that they didn't. Yes. So we basically, tried. You didn't try hard enough. You should have just taken those draft picks. Why? Why not? He's played there for player. one year. He doesn't want to be there. His wife is just... She's so fucking upset. So, like, it's such a... It's a complex situation. It is. Look, and I do want to defend you, Tom, and say, no, no, he's contracted. You've been in the system one year. Get fucked. You don't get to pick and choose. And if you really want to go home... Go to Freemantle. Go to Fremantle. They're offering pick 11. Shut up, Tim Kelly. At the same time, he's disgruntled. Brisbane made the choice. Dane Beams made his position untenable by coming out and and saying, he basically said it was Collingwood or nothing. I would have stayed at Brisbane, but I would have asked again 12 months from now. So Brisbane are like, let's cash in now since this fuckwit doesn't want to be here. Caroline Wilson's right. Brisbane got sick of dealing with him because it's bullshit. He tells you one thing and says another. I feel for Chris Fagan. He came on the radio and said, I have a close relationship with Dane Beams and he hasn't actually said this to me. So he would be hurting. And Tim Kelly's family's hurting. I don't know, Tom. So, I'm torn. Tim Kelly's situation. Basically, he was yeah. like, I want to go home to Western Australia. If a deal can be done. If a deal can be done. He's a, he's a first-year player on a yep. two-year contract, played one year at the club. Struggled in the draft. Equal, yeah, five years in the draft, didn't get picked up. Mm-hmm. Equal second in the best and fairest with Paddy Dangerfield in yep. his first year. Beat guys like Ablett, Hawkins, Selwood. Pretty good player. Spells trouble for the future of the club. Anyway. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> anyway, Tom, what were you saying? I look, I am torn about this because on one hand I'm like, yeah, I get it. It would have been it would have been good for him to go home because, you know, that's you want to help yeah. players out. But at the same time He wanted to go home to Western Australia, but he wanted to play for West Coast. Yes. Fremantle made a better deal than West Coast did. Geelong would have looked at that deal and been like, that's a good deal. But 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 Stephen Wells even said in the interview afterwards when they interviewed Wells about the trade not happening. He said afterwards, we actually didn't entertain the idea of trading him until a week into the trade period out of respect for Tim. He goes, two weeks ago, we just weren't going to do it. Yeah, fair he enough. He came too. to me and he said, and I said, look, we respect you. Right, we'll look into it, but I'm not going to promise you we're going to do it. Then, it's- Tim Carley said he would prefer to stay at Geelong than go to Freo. Correct. Which is a complex issue in itself because things that have leaked to the media and stories. Sounds like Freo is... Garbage. A horrific place to play and work. But West Coast approached along with a pretty solid deal. Have you also heard Tim Kelly's manager straight up hates Fremantle? 
There's a history of tweets of him attacking Fremantle and the way they play and all of that. Have you not seen this? <laughs> no, I didn't know. And this. also, Isn't he, he mates with Peter Bell. He's affiliated. The manager is affiliated with the West Coast. He hosts like trivia nights and he's hosted functions for the West Coast ah, Football Club. So maybe. Well, then you know what? I'm glad a deal wasn't done because that stinks. That's dodgy as. <laughs> mm, that smells. is dodgy as. Yeah. But flip side. Yep. Tim Kelly's like, yeah, I'm happy to say Geelong. If I could move my family to Geelong, I would, but I can't. Then his wife came out. And was like, Geelong have been disgraceful throughout this. He needed to go home and now we can't. They don't support us. It's interesting to hear that about well, it's, Geelong. It's weird because it flies in the face of everything I hear about the club and from, its handling of situations. From who? From just, just in general? Just in general. From Geelong? No, just from, <laughs> but just from people that I that are associated. You always With Geelong? That, yes. Hmm. Well, no, no, as in like... <laughs> That is not, not quite people, interesting, isn't it, Sean? Not people at the club. What no, I mean is People that, have a vested interest in the club, though? No, 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 not necessarily. So people who don't barrack for Geelong and perhaps yes. don't even like Geelong... Correct. ...say that they're good to deal with? Yes. In what capacity, though? They're, they're good every, in the welfare side of things? Yeah, apparently they're really, really good at that sort of thing. I don't know much about my own club in that regard. Do you, Dusha? Is that a commonly known thing? I know we um, have put a welfare program in place to try and retain players. Essendon's pretty... Like, the team itself... Are, Pretty big in the community. Mm. Mitch community. Clark's... You know what Brisbane do, which I just found out today, which yeah. is quite lovely? Um, uh, as Just as an, as an example, Darcy Gardner today called up uh, one of the Brisbane members, this guy who's just turned 90 today. They call up members and wish them happy birthday yeah. and that sort of thing. Daniel Merritt once called me to try and get me to re-sign my membership. Old source Merritt. Did you? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I did that year. but um, Did you appreciate the call? Appreciated the call, yeah. Good club. They Geelong Geelong as a club do a lot of stuff in the community. Like they go to a lot of um, hospital work in the community. There's a yeah. heap of charity work they do. That's nice. Um, I know that Stokes and a lot of the guys and past players set up an Indigenous foundation that a lot of the younger players now work for. There is a good community in Geelong. That's nice. That's um that's good to hear. What do they do for player welfare? Players' families. Players Apparent- from Perth who want to go home. Because well, I know I know they what they, to- I know what they do about players from. Like Queensland that want to come home to Geelong, mm. like they sort those out very quickly. I get cheaply. that done. Who was yeah. that? Gary Ablett. Oh, I'm thinking this year. <laughs> I'm like Gary Rowan plays for Sydney and Luke Dowhouse is from the Western Bulldogs. Mm. Now look, Gary Ablett uh, requested a trade. We gave we gave Gold Coast a very good deal. Did you? Yeah. For a player that would you consider him one of the best of all time? Absolutely. I'd argue that West Coast gave you a fair deal. Yeah, they gave you what you gave for Tim Kelly last year. Plus another one of those. Yeah. Double, if you will. He's better than he was last year. Yeah. That's Would you not agree? He's now had a year in the AFL system. He's going to be a fair argument. It is. He's going to be even better when he wins a Norm Smith this year. Will well, you win a Norm Smith if you're playing for a club that doesn't support you and your family? I Will his wife come back to Geelong? Apparently she Dusha, did you know there's another twist in this tale? Oh. His family moved back to Perth. Yeah, they moved back. Because in anticipation of the deal being done. Oh, Despite no. the fact that Geelong said, we give you no assurances, this deal will get done. These deals typically get done. I think that's probably the thinking of the Kelly family. But every, in, in fact, every player in this trade period who wanted to break contract and go home went home except Tim Kelly. Yeah, especially the even the ones that had very front-loaded deals. Yeah. I, I look, in the best interests of the club and the culture, sometimes you got to let them go. It hurts. I, I honestly- <laughs> It's a betrayal. I, I thought they were going to let him go. Yeah. The fact that they didn't really surprise me. The closer it got to deadline time, and I'm like, he's not going. Because to be fair, though, there was an article written by someone who was like, if I was West Coast, Terry Wallace said, (laughs) if I was West Coast, I would have just given Geelong what they wanted. Like, why, why wouldn't you? You've got a guy who wants to come to you. You've got the picks available. Mm. If you're West Coast, you get Tim Kelly in there, you're, you're defending your premiership. You're not assuming your first round pick next year is going to be any lower than, say, 16 to 17. Yeah. Like, be real. Get The gaff trade fucked it. If gaff leaves north, the picks are better to trade to Geelong. Uh, only marginally better. But, but then what did Geelong do? Request three picks this year. They would have probably taken the, the West Coast probably would have given all that's three. For me, that's, that's over. He's worth more than two picks. Geelong this year, wanted, though. what was it, 2022 yep. and next year's first round. Yep. 
essentially three players for Tim Kelly, and this is a good draft year. So like a twenty I reckon, this year I reckon is Geelong, a twelve or you know fifteen. I reckon Geelong would have sent him a pick too. I just don't know. I just think that when it's that when it's a situation that's so family oriented, just get rid of him. To be fair though, we we talk like again. If he wanted to, go, if it was, if it was purely about just, I need to be back in Western Australia no matter what. Yeah, he goes to Freo. But again, if there is family issues, or not even issues, issues is negative. If there is something, there- the, the, the problem is that he's got three kids under three. Yeah, and it's just him and his wife and the yes. three kids. Yes. However, there, there are stories that you know when the kids are sick, the Geelong medicos come and look after him. Like, who told you those stories? I haven't heard those. She did in her in the interview. She's like, "Oh yeah, medically, when the kids have been sick, Geelong have looked after the kids. Yeah, we just don't think we've had more support than that." I'm like, a football club, out of its own pocket, is being your family doctor. Yeah, I don't know. She but is that wants, she wants more support? Is that a like? Do all football clubs do that though? I have no idea. That seems like a big thing though. Yeah. Well, not if she's brushing it off like that. And people, because another thing with this is when I first read that article, and I know Tom, you. Had a similar thing because uh, it was posted on the Herald Sun website, which is notoriously. Oh, yeah. I also was like, oh, garbage. Oh, Herald Sun. Uh. Um, and I was expecting a lot of people to go, her, like, to be like, shut up. Well, that was my worry. And that's one thing I will say is that the look, general I, I, public. I love that he's, he's staying. Yes, I'm torn because you want to help people out. But look, he's got one more year on his deal left. Let him play one more year. He'll go next year for more because he'll be better for less. Nah, for more because he'll be better. You don't have as much bargaining power next year. He's out of contract. Well, then he just has to go back in the draft and hope West Coast pick him up before Freo do. I think you do have less power next year. I don't think you'll get what you would have got this year. Yeah. And also- That's all right. I don't know if I would want- Because we'll get a premiership, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's for me, bad call, Geelong. Nah, good call, Geelong. Go to the draft this year with we are. those two- No, with those two picks as well. Which are good picks. Yeah. To also, be honest. And you would have had a first next oh, you wouldn't have. Maybe no. a second next year. I honestly well. thought that Geelong were going to trade him. Because they usually do. And the fact that they didn't just means that they were like I, I wouldn't be surprised. Because no offense, but Trevor Nisbet from West Coast yes. has come out repeatedly and said that the going home factor isn't a real thing. And then during this period, it was like, it's not a real thing, except in this one specific case where one player wants to come to our club. That's the only time it's ever an actual thing. Nesbitt's a bit of a fuckwit. He's also like had a go at Brayshaw for making Gaff punch him. Oh. <laughs> Do you not remember that? No. He's like, oh, he was being antagonized a lot throughout the day. Shut up, Nesbitt. So what I imagine is... Nesbitt, more like nitwit. <laughs> I reckon there was a bit of Peter Bell... Dodoro posturing and Stephen Wells went I don't do that can't I with the deal and we'll talk now they offered pick 11 Freo for Kelly yeah that's what I mean yeah no, but I, I, I'm saying that the West Coast guys did a bit of no no he's not worth that much we don't care we don't even want him you know I find interesting and this is why I'm not a list manager but I, if I'm Geelong and West Coast are offering three picks around the 20 mark I take that ahead of pick 11 yeah well they weren't offering three picks it was two this year and one next year second mm. round next year and Geelong said, make it a first round next year and you got a deal. Mm. And, and, West Coast, and West Coast went, well, no then. And Geelong went, okay, then bad luck. Like, that's, we've spelt out the other, okay, the other example you give about all the other players who requested trades home. Mm-hmm. The clubs who were doing the trading acquiesced to whatever the other club wanted. So, for example, with the Shield one, Essendon, Essendon eventually came to the table. Mm-hmm. With the Brisbane one, Brisbane eventually came to the table for Freo. Freo eventually came to the table with Melbourne. Melbourne came to the table. Everyone came to the table. In this instance, West Coast were like, no, this is what we're doing. Otherwise, no bad luck. And Geelong went, all right, then, we'll keep him. Fair enough. It's a, it's a bit of a 50-50 one. I'm just, yeah, I just um, can't, I can't imagine his heart in it, especially after this news has come out. Like, it's going to be... It's going to be weird. Mm. I'm a, uh, do you know what's interesting, though? The boys will seen, embrace him. I haven't seen... They will. They'll oh, get around him. His wife, though. That's another matter. Geelong, pay for their family to live in Geelong. I do not doubt that Frank Costa was like, I'll buy that suburb and they can all live there. <laughs> Come on, Kelly's. Come Fuck. On. You've, t- you've, t- you've turned. He's flipped. I've got you. Yay! Uh, I just think it's a weird decision from both parts and that... West Coast just seemed to not want him. Mm. Also, question, do West Coast need him? No, which is probably why they Gaff, If Gaff leaves, yes. But Gaff staying... Yeah, but did Collingwood need beams? No. Does he make them better? Yes. Sean, did Collingwood win a premiership this year? 
<laughs> will Collingwood win one next year? No. no. Brisbane will win a premiership before Collingwood do. Yeah, they will. Whoa. Yeah. Collingwood have a harder draw. I'll stand year. by that forever. Collingwood <laughs> may hit. Collingwood are a very big risk of Adelaide next season. Fucking oh, huge. oath. Having a, but worse because they'll have a harder draw. Yeah. That's, they'll have a tougher draw. I think. Collingwood would make finals next year. No, they'll but, make finals. But I don't think six. they're top four. Yeah. No. I could be wrong. They're but run home I don't care how harder. good I don't care how deep your midfield is. And if it's the best midfield ever. No. Because we've not. seen that. We yeah. we had the best midfield ever on paper and we came seventh. Mm. How'd your finals run go though? Yeah, good. <laughs> you didn't have the best midfield on paper. No, no, but people as in this year, people oh, okay, like, yeah, look yeah, at the yeah, Holy yeah. Trinity. Yeah, sure. But I would argue, my brother actually said this. He's like, Can you yeah. talk about this in your show? All these calling people saying it's the best midfield ever put together. Brisbane. And he came back to me and he said, Here are three bit better midfields. Did he say Brisbane? Brisbane. Good boy. Uh Geelong 0708. Yeah, all right. And he was like, even the Collingwood midfield, like before now, the baby bombers. Had a better midfield. See, I was thinking about not the baby bombers, but the bombers who were you know the team in ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand and one. Yep. It's not a midfield that I really like. I don't think about that in terms of the best. Like you've got Hurd, you've got Mercury, Mercedes. It's yeah. not uh, the, the, Jason the, Johnson. Yeah, but it's not like the a big one he mentioned too. Sorry, was um. Uh, Cousins, Cox, Judd, and Kerr. That's a big one. Yeah. That's a huge one. Yeah. Also, Meth. Yeah, That's and meth. meth but was but an important all these midfields, like even regardless of what you think about Richmond as a club, Dusty Cochin, Prestia, Nankervis, good midfield. Also, an, yeah. another thing that uh, Collingwood uh, supporters should probably double check is so all of those midfields you just listed, what did they do? Oh, they won premierships. Yeah, what what have this Collingwood midfield done? They haven't. No, in fact, they choked. <laughs> Although yes. technically, side bottom beams and Pendlebury have won a premiership as a midfield. Uh, Pendles is playing across half back. He doesn't really count anymore. There are a lot of players mentioned in the oh, their depth is good in the midfield. They don't really play in the midfield. No. Fuck Collingwood. <laughs> I don't care how good your midfield is. All you've got in your forward line is that string bean fuck. <laughs> Mason Cox? Yeah. Fuck, I love Mason Cox. Ah, fuck him. He may be my favourite player at a non-Geelong ah, player. fuck him. Because it used to be Chad Wingard, but now he plays for Hawthorne and I can't do that. Oh, Wingard. Fuck, I watched, his, I watched his highlight reel. Sook guard. Fuck, fuck, it's good. Hey, if, Alir, if, you, if you had What about Alir Alir? Oh, he's also good. He's exciting as fuck. Nick Nat? Oh, I love him. Oh, I'm torn. Yeah. I like watching McCluggage too. He's good. Oh, do you know what though? I love him. Give him $5 million. On Wingard, a season. You calling him Sook? <laughs> <laughs> calling him Sook Guard is unfair, Sean. Nah, get fucked. He's a Sook. Could you go every no. week to work? <laughs> oh, knowing you know what? Knowing Koshy and Hinkley were there. I feel bad for him in hindsight. Wingard. He's been living mm. in a system that's mm. broken. Yep, and depressing for too long. Yeah. Do you know what? He probably was like, I don't know if I should go and. A member of the uh, coaching team probably walked up to him and said, mate, I'm a man who plays with a lot of heart when I played and you need to do what's right for you and what's in your heart and that isn't hanging around here. You know what? I, this is what I think that man did. <laughs> he just walked up to him, leaned in and whispered into his ear, into his ear hail Clarko. <laughs> and Wingard left. Oh, That's all you need. Is Vossi a Hydra agent for Clarko? Is that what Fuck you're saying? Knows. He's <laughs> the Clarko Hydra. He's a Hydra. He's the Clarko Whisperer. He gets around. <laughs> Vossi just goes. He said it to it. um. What's his name? Who's at the Hawks? Who's at the Hawks? Who was from Port Adelaide? Impy. Impy. Yep. Yeah. Jarman Impy got in here yep. last year. Good on you, Vossi. It's all happening. Vossi destroying Port Adelaide from the oh, inside. Oh, he's a sleeper agent. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Good on him. And, and just and just as their team like implodes finally, and Hinkley's like. Isn't sure what's going on. He's sitting in like the best and fairest. And um, all of a sudden, they stop playing the Port Adelaide theme song and they start playing the starting of... Is that the, is that the Brisbane Lions song? <laughs> <laughs> and he turns and he looks and he just lifts up Vossi's suit and underneath it, he's, he's got a glove on. <laughs> oh, no. And uh, as he stands up and looks Hinkley in the eye, he just says, <laughs> Lee Matthews sends his regards. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Good. Hey, Wingard and Pollock leaving, is that a real hit to Hinkley? Because he's always seen as like, uh, he, he gets the best out of his players. I, and Wingard I, has left partly because he got too complacent. So Hinkley has allowed that to foster. 
and the fester, if and you will. Pollock left because apparently Porter didn't come to the deal that he wanted. Yeah. He just he wanted five years. It wasn't about money; it was time. Yeah, and they came to him with three, and he went, "I can get five at North." Yep, fair enough. Triple. It'll be interesting to see how Port go. Not well. Burton's a massive pickup, though. Coaches uh, like approval ratings from fans came out today. Mm-hmm. Did Ooh. you guys see him? No, I didn't. I know. What'd this you is get? a juicy. What did Fagan get? Fagan's on a, a delicious ninety nine percent. Jeez, oh. same as last year. Hasn't. Uh, hasn't oh, moved. that's huge considering yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Chris Scott's gone down, hasn't he? Chris Scott is perilously close to being in enormous trouble. What's he on? Forty percent. Are you kidding? Yeah. What was he on last year? Oh, I can look it up. It would have been higher. You know who has dropped significantly? Ken. Ken Hinckley. From what to what? I think last year. So last year in June, because it's got three different sides. It shows you the uh, progression, if you will. In June last year, he was around 80-ish. Yeah. By the end of the season, he dropped a little bit. Now, 41%. The thing about Chris Scott blows my fucking mind, though, because mm. we made... Yes, yes, we only just made the finals. We had a fuck ton of injuries. We're still competitive and blooded like 18 players over two years. Yeah. I feel like people have... Is it people not understanding what yeah. Chris Scott's trying to do? No. It's people not understand. It's the same fucking people. Sorry, Dusha. I know you want to get to some emails, but no, no, no. I've pulled up the results and I've got some horrible news. Like it's a, it's a really weird thing to use. Are you on the one that's like a really weird, like infographic type thing? Yes. What have you got? All right, it's like yes and no. No, so I've got that. So I got this. Oh, what? That's good. Where did you find that? I've got this fucking ridiculous thing. Holy shit! Yeah, it's fucked. That is. Oh wait, never mind. Never mind. My that's an old one. It was from round eight. Oh, but, uh, I was going to say from round eight, Essendon second last. No, right now Wusher I think is on about eighty eight percent. Yeah, so people. Love oh it. Jesus! So people love the direction. Oh, Chris got some taking a dive. That's a ski slope. Yeah, <laughs> he's gone from like mid eighties to forty four in it. That's dumb as fuck. No. That is so dumb. Why from from the fans? Yeah, no, it's not. They're idiots. Yo, what? You finished eighth. A yeah. disappointing eighth. Correct. And it's looking like a further slide. We're not going to slide, mate. Are you sure about that? Tom? Yeah, I am. I don't know if you make the finals next we year. We will, mate. I'll believe it when I see it. And you will see it. Yep. So you'll be able to believe it. That's dumb as fuck. Right. Fans are idiots. I just want to uh, talk about one team. Yep. Adelaide Crows. Oh, here we go. So, uh, s- June 2017, 97%. Yep. Oh, huge. Well done. September 2017, 90%. Yeah, all right, laid loss. So that's a bit of a hit. May 2018, 98% picked oh, up again. Okay, okay. September. Tex had obviously just been smashing the button. September 2018, 76%. Not as big of a dive as Chris Scott's, though, which is fucking dumb. Oh, if you want to talk about big dives, <clears throat> the Bombers. Essendon Bombers. <laughs> June 2017, 99. September 2017, 95. Okay. May 2018. What do you think the coach approval rating that at that point was? 36. 24. <laughs> Has it gone back up? It is now sitting on 89. This is what I mean. Fans are morons. I'm sorry, but my coach is fine. Gold Coast are on 68%. <laughs> Again, fans are more- But here's the thing, right? I feel like they've gone up this season. Of course they have. They Good had Rodney Eade last year. Good. No, no, no. They've gone up since like the middle of the year. I think though, the thing that, that annoys me with fans and football is that the same people who give Chris Scott bad approval ratings <laughs> are the same people who complain that Jackson Thurlow got traded out of Geelong and we kept Cam Guthrie and uh, Jordan Murdoch and a whole bunch of other small forwards. And it's like, yeah, Thurlow's a running half back. Yeah. He's not getting a game in Geelong. Basically, you've got a dumb fan base, Tom. We have a dumb fan base. I'll tell you who else is uh, <laughs> fucking with you. The Bulldogs, because their approval's 83%. <laughs> no, no, no. Fucking Bevo hasn't fired a shot since the premiership. He won a fucking premiership. Yeah, how long ago, mate? You're only as good as your last game. No. You're fucking dog shit. <laughs> they haven't won one. Before that, before that, they'd won one. In their entire history, they'd won one. So... He's got 10 years Buy of goodwill. 10 years. If he has 10 years of goodwill, then they're a disgusting organization. They yeah, okay. should move him on next year if nothing happens. That's my call. Ken Hinkley. He's under the pump. Hinkley's under the pump. There's some coaches who are going to get fired. I'm I reckon- surprised with, an, with the approval rating as low as the Essendon's was that his job was not 
well and truly on the line. Oh, it was. That's why they fired Mark Neal. St. Kilda were the lowest. So in May this year, they dropped to 17%. Post-season, they've climbed up to 29%. 29%. Oh, God. Poor- Fuck. Another interesting Do you know one. what's good, though? We know that Matt Stewart would have voted he backed his coach, yeah, right? Yeah, mm. he loves them. Fremantle's another interesting one. 37? 71, 67, 51, 37. That is a very solid, predictable trajectory down. Mm. Big gear Good for Ross. Chris, Chris Scott's <laughs> is a bit of an anomaly, right? Like it's bouncing and jumping all over the place. Uh, you call it an anomaly? Yeah, it is. I call it a, a slow understanding of the madness that's going it's on. It's not slow. Those it's gone 88 44. That's pretty fucking quick. I wonder what the approval rating is of the people who signed off on his contract extension is. Uh, also, I'd just like to point out, Tom, one thing that should be alarm bells on this approval rating is that he scores quite high in May and cooks it in September. Yeah, he- that's, what, that's what we do. Mm, you probably look into that. Yeah, we are. We've kept Tim Actually, Kelly. Their, their approval rating would have spiked at the end of last year because they got Ablett. Everyone would have been like, fuck yeah, give me that medal. There right it now. is. <laughs> Ablett was never going to be the missing piece. It's yeah, our but, forward line. But everyone thought he was. No, not everyone. Yeah, everyone did. I didn't. You were fucking happy. Yeah, as- I was very happy. I just got the best player ever back in my side, but he wasn't the missing piece. Best player ever? Yeah. Gary Ablett Jr., one of the best players ever. One of the best. Yeah, you absolutely. You've come, you've come back to earth a little oh, bit. Yeah, yeah. One of the best. Yeah, not the best. Top two, one of. He's, he's one of the best of the last 20 years. He's the best of the last 20 years. Uh, <laughs> Joel Dusha, back me up here. Fuck yeah. Gary Ablett Jr. is one of the, is the best player of the last 20 years. One of the best. No, he's the best. Of the, he's it's, one of the best players of all time. It's not so clear cut that he is the best of the last 20 years. In the last years. 20 years. Yeah. He's a better player than James Hurd, Nathan Buckley, Michael Voss. Fuck, even like goods, Simon, goods. Simon Wayne Blunt? Carey does he fit in that time no, period? But he, he's a way better player than Wayne Carey. Wayne Carey was a pretty good player. Yep, yeah, pretty good. Yep. Buddy Franklin, very good. Surely one of these players is better than Gary Ablett Jr. I will concede Voss. Thank you, but I think Ablett Jr. is better than Buckley. Yeah, I think definitely. he's better than Heard. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Don't know about that. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Boss, and Voss only gets it because Voss uh, is a better captain than Ablett was. When, uh, 100%. When was That's the, what I mean. Yeah. A better man. When, when was wow. the last time Gaz hugged a fan after kicking a winning goal against uh, West Coast Eagles? That's true. When was the last time he nearly destroyed the integrity of the entire competition? <laughs> <laughs> when he requested a trade back. <laughs> One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dusha. Yes. We got any emails? Uh, yes, we do. We got a couple this week. Uh, we'll start with one from Luke, which covers a lot of stuff we've spoken about this week. It's titled this email, Wah, Wah, Interstate. <laughs> Hi, boys. Being- Wario? <laughs> well, Hard to say. Well, uh, Waluigi? <laughs> Hopefully that's revealed in the email. Okay. He wants Waluigi to play at center half forward. I'm on board. Love the show, but why are so many AFLs such pansies when it comes to playing somewhere that's not two miles from where they grew up? I get that they are fans of the clubs they grew up near, but they should also be professional sportsmen who shouldn't be throwing hissy fits when they can't go home to mummy's cooking after training every day. <laughs> Other sports look at this behavior incredulously. I've never seen trades this swayed by the players before. It's all gone mad. Yours <laughs> angrily, Luke. <laughs> a UK fan. P.S. Oh, here we go. The window is shut, Tom. <gasps> Not surprised at all, because that's just accurate and true. 
It's called it included a fact in the PS. <laughs> Luke. <laughs> Luke. Oh, boy. Luke. I'm so hurt. We should I send actually him. We should send on. him a prize. <laughs> <laughs> You're both a pack of fucks. <laughs> a pack? Yep. <laughs> a big pack of fucks. 20 or 30 fucks in a pack. Yeah, yeah there is. <laughs> I've run out of fucks. I've put them all in a packet and given them to you. <laughs> we'll send that packet to you, Luke. Thanks. <laughs> no, nah, good point. Um, there are a bunch of... Yeah, um, this is... Yeah. What well, the fuck? That, this is actually something that I don't recall. Like, a lot of players with... And I think this is probably the r- r- like rise of social media and all the players using it and stuff like that. There seemed to be a lot of, like, I want to go home this year. But also, like, early in the deals, too. Like, so you look at... The example I'm going to give would be... Kelly. Da- Dangerfield. Right, who wanted to come back to Geelong after seven years at... Adelaide, gave his heart and soul to the club and said, no, no, I want to move back. And they went, okay, and they facilitated that. Sure. Chris Judd, same thing. Mm-hmm. Gave his heart and soul to the club, moved back to Victoria. You want to talk about the opposite then, the the Tim Kellys and the like? Or? Well, then, but then you've got guys who are very early into contracts. So Tim Kelly or like Cam McCarthy. Or anyone who's left Brisbane. Anyone who's left Brisbane early on. Those ones who play for a year or two and then go, actually, I'm homesick. Yeah, and look, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I think what the issue is is that trading them back home doesn't actually solve anything. What they actually need to do is look at what football clubs are doing to help with players' well-being. Yeah, while being away from home, because mental mental health is a fucking huge thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the that's what it has to. That's what Brisbane tried to correct. Yeah, and they've done it pretty after well. The, the go home five. Yeah, basically they've invested in the welfare department and the. They're making sure, like, you know, when those young players come up, they live together and stuff like that, and they yep. they live with, like, an older they player. They get to go have dinner at Hodgie's place. Absolutely, yeah. They they look after them. They wrap their arms around them a bit more, which they probably didn't in the past. They just assumed, oh, you, you've always wanted to play footy. You'll fucking You'll love it. You'll yeah. live in your yeah. dream. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, oh, I have heard that they should bring in... Uh, on Luke's point, the thing that infuriates me is when they play for a season or two, and then they, they want to go home, and they basically demand... They choose a club. Yeah. For me, that's a disgrace because then you've got no negotiating power as the club who's losing the player. Like what happened with Tim Kelly. Yeah. Whereas it should be, I'd like to go to Melbourne and then you've got 10 clubs and it's like, give us the best Which offer. Which is what Shield did. Yeah. Shield said, I want to go back to Victoria. Four clubs made the pitch. He picked his favorite pitch. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't like that. Oh. Oh, Shield's so a little bit different saying- he's been in the system for a while. But those young players who go, I want to go back to Melbourne and then they think about it, they meet with teams and they go, I choose Carlton. Yeah. Fuck off. If you're going to break a contract. Did Shaggy choose Bulldogs or just say, oh, I'll just go home to Victoria? That happened really late. And I think Brisbane were just like, he's going to, he's checked out mentally anyway. Yep. So let's just give him his wish. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't like that they pick a club. If you're Dangerfield, you're allowed to. Yeah. You've, you've done your time in the system and if you want to choose your future. You're allowed to. Yeah. It's, it, it's annoying. And I think a way to fix it would be to make the mandatory contract four years. But also the difference with Buddy and Dangerfield is they're both free agents. But Geelong being good blokes. Yeah. Didn't do it in free agency. You're only yeah, as good as your last action, mate. But yeah, that's right. If we've learned anything today, it's that. <laughs> when you get drafted, it's a two-year contract. Yeah. I think for first-round players, they should make it a four-year one. Because once you've been in a system for four years, you've settled. You've gotten rid of probably the homesickness element. Unless you're and Ryan Burton you, and then you get shafted. That's right. But even if you do leave, you're 22. So imagine like, let's use Cam Rayner as an example. Yeah. Cam Rayner plays for Brisbane for four years. He turns 22, four years is over. He can go where he wants. Yeah. He will get a million dollar offers because of the caliber player he is. And he's played for four years and he's in that age bracket now. So if he does get the million dollar offer, Brisbane will then get the early compensation pick. So they're protected. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Also, but counterpoint. Yeah. What do contracts even mean these days? They don't mean fucking anything. So- it's a, yeah, it is a bit of a moot point. It's fucking ah, it's all gone mad. Well, that's I don't a, know. I don't that's know how to fix it. That's a good transition. That was a roller coaster answer. Uh, and these emails are roller coasters. <laughs> it's uh, in two parts. <clears throat> From Special K, friend of the show. Special K, Cam Uncle Hunt. <laughs> Howdy lads, hope you're doing well. Just wanted to drop a quick line and say I love footy and I'm so excited. Lockie Neal is at Lions. Footy is so bloody good. I'm a wee bit excited and thought you boys should know. What are you lads looking forward to most next season? Take care, fellas. Carmichael Hunt. My response to that email is, uh, we got Lucky Neal. I'm looking forward to such a good midfield that's got Neal and Beams and Zorko. Uh, Sean. Yeah, and also Special K, who addresses this directly in the next email. Then we got an email that was one sentence. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm a little less happy now that we lost Beams, but still net positive on footy. No punctuation. Seems very out of character. Saying net positive, but Special K, you sound heartbroken. Much like my good friend, Sean. I'm sorry. It's going to be all right, mate. We've still got a good midfield. 
It's basically all the excitement that we had at the end of the season for Brisbane taking the next step next year, and all you've done is swap out one elite player for another one. So it's yep. not a backwards step. And Lockie Neal. It feels like it is. Not injury prone. Not injury prone, and he'll play for so much longer. And his heart will be in it. Yep. So good times ahead. Fuck Beams and his dickbag manager. Who can I, Just a side note. Tried to roll the Beams deal into the Lockie Neal one. You know when they were trying to have that eight-team mega trade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have screwed Brisbane enormously because the idea behind that would be basically Brisbane get uh, trade Beams and get Neal, but still give up our f- number five draft pick. And basically what we would get for Beams is like a future second. That's what it would have been. So they're a disgrace. Fuck them. Good work, David Noble and his team. They did a good job. Brisbane's on the right path. Thanks, friend of the show, Special K. And just finally, one big email from Joanna Page. Oi, blokes. <laughs> Oi, Joanna. <laughs> so I watched the Demons vs. Eagles preliminary and the grand final online. It was great, even though I had to stay quiet because it was like 3 a.m. and I have early practices on weekends and I was so tired for those two practices after the games. That's huge. Anyway, I got emotional with the Demons loss and while the grand final was a way better game and such an amazing ride, it didn't stick with me as much. I take this as a clear sign that my heart has chosen the demons, and I should probably barrack for them. Also, teams that play a good brand or whatever sport and could and probably will cock it up at any moment is apparently my kind of team. So here we are, and we're doing this now, I guess. It just feels weird to make a decision without watching most of the teams, but my heart feels pretty dead set, and you should go with what your heart says, right? Also, I was going to write this after Grand Final, but was in the middle of a three-week period of due dates from hell at uni, so I only got around to it now. Do sure it is. Very nice to have you back. Oh, that's nice. Someone's got to feel that way. That's why. That's why she's your favourite. Yeah, absolutely. So her and Jamie, who both mentioned it now, best friends. Follow me up on that. Official best friends. Fair. Fair enough. These two trade weeks have been a ride for little old me, who's still pretty new and knows very little players, but it's still been great. Oh, and as an art student, I may or may not be doing a project for an actual uni based on footy and this podcast. I submitted a proposal last night. If my teacher accepts it, which she should, I worked hard on it. And it follows all the instructions and sounded very professional. <laughs> You'll get an Essendon, Brisbane, and Geelong painting in like oh, a month. Hey! <laughs> that's, yeah, the, that's the best. Maybe the coolest thing that's ever happened to this show. Hey, I, someone sent us a toaster. <laughs> that was very good as well. <laughs> I met that fan. They sent it at like 2 a.m., which is very, very, very impressive because that involve, involves postage. And was also drunk and thought it was funny. It, it was very good. <laughs> which is an exceptional thing. And yeah. like, he was, he apologized. Don't no, apologize. Don't. That ruled. It's amazing. I oh, don't get anything. Send us stuff. So keep you posted on any and all advances. Keep up the good stuff. P.S. Oh, here we go. It's aimed at me. I low key almost went for Brisbane. Connie, I'm oh. so sorry. Oh. My heart just doesn't listen to my brain. Joe, what are you P.P.S. doing? P.P.S. <laughs> this is me. Oh. There was yelling in the background of the last episode, and I wanted to know what it was, <laughs> if you'll remember. <laughs> all right, so something that was cut out of last week's episode is Tom, Sean, and I all stopping with the yelling in the background and being like, do you reckon that'll be picked up? And I confidently was like, nah, it'll be fine. It was picked up. Yeah. Uh, so there's a bit of yelling in the background because our good friends here at Sandspence Radio decided to have a Twitch stream while we were still recording. Uh, so that's what you can hear in the background. Yep. I hope it wasn't too distracting. So let me get this straight. Yes. Joanna has picked... Melbourne. Melbourne, but based on the They're- preliminary final loss. Yes. I like that. Because you know what? That's that's picking with your heart. And she's talking a lot about her heart. Heart beats true for the red and the blue. Can't argue with that. Bang. Made a good choice, Joanna. I mean, Essendon probably would have been a better choice, but... It takes courage to pick a team yeah. when they played that badly. Yeah. <laughs> so I respect it. Yeah, me too. And yeah, uh, yeah give us a... Give us an update about these paintings. We'll post so much about it on social media. Oh, yes. Like shit, yes. Frame it and hang it on my wall. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to a tattoo shop and be like, this painting, put it on my whole body. Mm. <laughs> I'm not because I don't It's copyrighted tattoos. art, mate. It's copyrighted <laughs> art and I'm a hairy guy and you wouldn't yeah. see it. Yeah. <laughs> well, boys, it's trade period's over. Mm. We've discussed everything about footy this season. We have. But we'll be back again next week to talk about fuck knows what. Oh, more <laughs> footy maybe. And Tom. Yes. Where can they email us if they want to? Uh, if you want to send us an email to give us some suggestions about what to talk about during this uh, light footy, uh, football draft, uh, you can send an email to howgoodsfooty at gmail.com or tweet us at howgoodsfooty or individually. I'm at Awkward Treve. I'm at Sidekick of Dowie. And I'm at Douche13. And boys, it's been a wild 2018. I'm excited to get excited about 2019 when Essendon win the flag. Go Bombers. Welcome Who- home, Dylan Shield. Who's Dame Beams? 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.